DV Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film every fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things such as drafts, quizzes, what else we've been watching, games, and various <laughs> other things. I'm racking my brain. I'm sure there's lots, but you know me. As usual, I'm joined by my usual co-host. That's too many usuals. You love to I'm, say usual. Yeah. Well, you're very usual. Uh, Hendo, Daniel, Henderson, how are you going? Fantastic, mate. Do you know why? Why? Because we're recording another episode. You do love recording episodes. How don't fun! You, Hendo? How fun is this? How fun is podcasting? <laughs> You'll message me throughout the week. Hey, should we do this extra episode? Shut up, Hendo! <laughs> I have to live my life. I just want to see more of you. All right. <laughs> Once a week is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but how have you been? I said I'm doing fantastic, but I haven't done anything. I'm just feeling fantastic. What about you? you yeah. Done anything? Uh, nothing. Nah. Same same old, same old, but... The life of a retailer. That's exactly right. Why don't you tell us what we're doing today though, Hendo? Well, today is Pod v Pod 29. We've got some great guests on, and they are Chris and Marty from the Rough House Podcast. Marty! Marty! <laughs> Sorry, can't, you, you can't not do it. Can't. And then after that, we'll take a look at the answers you guys have given us to the question of the week, which is, what is your favourite space film slash non-Star Wars? Yeah, and what a tough question this one turned out to be, didn't it, Hendo? <laughs> yeah, well, we decided, listen, listen, if we do Star Wars, it's just going to be, well, in particular for you, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of Star Wars yep. taking over that list. Yes, I would. So we thought, why don't we just keep that on the back burner? We can do our own little Star Wars list. But even like space films, like does it have to be set in space or can it just be on Earth but space is a big factor? You know, does an alien movie mean it's a space movie? Anything related to space we've gone with. Yeah, it's it's a tough category. So much so that our competition winner, we had to pull out of the smallest amount of right answers so far. Really? Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting to that later then. Absolutely. And then after that, we'll take a look at the results of the next 10 matches in our best 2000s film tournament, which uh, Dean and I had one different one different pick between us. So someone's going to be taking the lead after this round. Yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, who's got that lead now. Hopefully it's me because I feel like I've Obviously lost- Obviously you think it's you. I feel like I've lost the last couple- I feel like I haven't given you a movie in a while and you, of course, wanted me to watch Sex Tuplets. I think the last film you got me to watch was The Fanatic. Oh yeah, that actually wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah. Oh, forgetful Dean. Yes. And then after that, of course, we'll be talking about what else I've been watching for the fortnight, which, of course, it is our last week of all the horror here. So I've got a lot of horror films to talk about. I do not. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Yeah, lucky I have any films. <laughs> well, I imagine you do have one horrific film at least. Six tuplets. I don't know. It's not a horror, Hendo. Did it feel like a horror? It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'd love to get this review. Here we go. Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list? What are we What are we paying close attention to? Joker and Parasite. Joker hasn't moved. Ah. Stays at 13 for the week. That's still, that's big. Parasite has gone up nine more spots to wow. 59. That is up, what, 22 in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's doing well. Other than that, Avengers Endgame has dropped two spots down to 50. And Casablanca and Grave of the Fireflies has moved up a spot. On top of that, I also see that Hacksaw Ridge has gone down from 184 to 186. Looking on the positive side, Aladdin has gone from 247 to 244. Still in that little danger zone there, but you know maybe we might see it move up a couple more spots over the next couple of weeks. In the name of the Father has gone from 186 to 184. Thought we were doing positives. It's on its run. It's on its run to the top 100, deservedly so. And that'll about do it for this week's update. Fair enough. All right, Dean. It's been a while since we've done a pod v pod. You pumped? You ready to go? Yeah, I've been hitting the books hard, Hendo. Hitting the books hard in hope that I might actually 
you know, bring this trophy back home. Is there a trophy that you're hiding from me? There is a secret trophy that doesn't exist that I want back. <laughs> it's a virtual trophy. <laughs> right, Dean, let's do it. Let's get ready to rumble! Dean, it's time for Pod V Pod 29, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, we've got Chris and Marty from the Rough House Podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, very excited to be here. Uh, big fan. Thanks for accepting our challenge for Pod V Pod here. So, uh, Absolutely. We're going to bring the fight to you, friendos. Lovely. We love a good fight. Uh, uh, I'm not sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like they're out to get us. <laughs> Oh well, we just got—we just got to bring—we just got to bring the knowledge a bit more. We just got to hone our skills in. Can't be worse than the horror one. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> there's no horror over here. Yeah, no, no. All right, that, that's a good start. That is a good start. So, for anyone who hasn't heard of your show, why don't you tell the listeners what it's about and about you guys? Oh well, uh, we're a majority wrestling podcast. Actually, we're a wrestling podcast. I'm not <laughs> yeah, even trying yeah. to say majority. Uh, yes. We talk about the pro rest from everything from uh, from WWE to New Japan to All Elite to Ring of Honor and Impact and. Uh, uh, Rev Pro and all the all, all wrestling feds from around the world. We are we're grappling fans, so we dissect that, make terrible jokes, and imagine what uh, real life wrestling couples do when they fornicate. That's yes. pretty much uh, the gimmick of our show. That that is an excellent synopsis, and also a fun fact. Since I've joined the show, you're able to actually path my descent into complete insanity as the WWE continues to turn into a smoldering pile of absolute garbage. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's putting it light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's been a great time being part of the show. Thanks again, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for coming along. And we're also huge movie fans, so yes. uh, you know that's why we're excited to to take part in Pod V Pod. And uh, you know, I'm I'm as excited to see what you guys have for us as for you to see what we have for you. Yeah, I think it, it makes us a little bit more nervous where you guys put out the challenge and we look we're like, oh, wrestling podcast. Wait, wait a minute. If they're a wrestling podcast and they're challenging us to a movie battle, then surely they've got they've got the skills to back it up. <laughs> well, it was either this or, you know, some sort of terrible podcaster tag team steel cage match. I'm sure that would just be a, an absolute wonderful thing because there's nothing people want to see more than podcasters, A, in person, B, trying to fake fights. I'm sure it'll go great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, if you are ready to get into it, let's do it. Let's start off with our first round, which is, of course, our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. Five questions, one point per correct guess. Uh, as always, we let you guys go first in the first round. So who wants to take the first question? Chris, I'm going to lean to you. You are correct. Right. So here's the thing about Chris. He's kind of a ringer on this. I'm, I'm going to blow oh, up a spot on. right now. Chris literally runs bar trivia multiple nights a week. <laughs> so, uh, so, sorry, guys. I only, I only host three games a week. It's yeah, not that's that big all. A it's deal. only half of the week. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, Chris, uh, I, I'm going to lean to your expertise and knowledge uh, as to what should be the first question we throw at them. No, they're throwing it. They're throwing it at me. Oh, sorry. They're throwing it yeah. at you. Oh, apologies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bending over. I'm taking it. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. First category we've got for you is Kevin Smith. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we should just give him the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In what Kevin Smith film will you hear the quote, all the Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets? That would have been Clerks 2. No, Shit. it's Clerks. God damn it. Ah, buddy. 
buddy. It's okay. It's All right. Okay. See, see, you built me up, Marty. I'm blaming you, friend. Yeah, that's you fair. You built me up. <laughs> I, I put. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. You're asking what Kevin Smith movie had a Star Wars quote. That's 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 kind of all of them, right? <laughs> I'm Did sure you do a favor and just edit out the two in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Dean, you can take the first question here. All right, what do we got? All right, I will start with the category cop flicks. How many of the Police Academy films have within them Steve Gutenberg portraying the jokester Carrie Mahoney? It would help if I'd seen any Police <laughs> Academy film. How dare you? Okay, so how many... I, I mean, how many are there? I don't even know if there's like three or 13. Um, Somewhere in between that. I'll, I'll help you out. Somewhere in between those two. Oh, that's good. That eliminates some answers for me. Thank you. You're going to guess what you're going to say, 20. <laughs> it could happen. You don't know. I will say six. He was in four. He was in the first four movies. He was unable to film number five, Police Academy Assignment Miami Beach, due to filming Three Men and a Baby, and he never returned to the franchise. Damn it. Wise choice. Spewing. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Uh, nil all. First question. All right, Marty, your question. Dean, you can ask this. All right, Marty, in the category of DC. Okay. In Batman 89. Yes. What is the Joker's real name? Uh, Jack Napier. Ah, oh, got it. Well done. Well done, indeed. Good job. Yeah, I, I, I try, I try. Far too many uh, hours of my uh, adolescence was spent breaking that VHS tape from watching it again and again and again and again. So, Chris, you got to lift your game, mate. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I'm in the shits right now. <laughs> you want to ask me about a WrestleMania, we'll be okay. <laughs> oh, I made sure not to put any, anything close to WrestleMania on here. All right, let's see if I can even the score. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to uh, one of the greatest franchises of all time, which is Die Hard. So, of the Die Hard movies, for all of them, which of the film's scripts actually started as a Die Hard film? Which one started as a Die Hard film? Yes. Which, so, out of, the, out of the five films, which yes. script started as an actual Die Hard film? Yes. Okay. So, only one of them actually was a Die Hard Okay, I I think it's I don't think it's three. I remember correctly. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was four. Uh, I don't think it was one because I think it was originally supposed to be like had Frank Sinatra in it. So I, th I feel like it's got down to two or five. Two sounds like it would be because it's so similar to the first Die Hard. They're like, yeah, let's make this let's make this one like exactly the same as the first one because it made money. I'm trying to think why why wouldn't it be five. Probably because it was so shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go Die Hard 2. I'm sorry to say oh. you were very close. Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard, was the only one that started as a Die Hard movie. It was also originally going to be called Die Hard 24-7, which is just a shitty name for a movie. Yikes. Wow. I'm shocked you didn't get that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really am. Like, we've done a lot on Die Hard. I knew that instantly. I thought you were just like playing along like, ooh, what could it be? But you generally gave them the wrong answer. <laughs> I, I feel, I don't know how this like, works, Hendo. I feel more embarrassed that you actually knew that for, considering how many times you've forgotten answers to questions we've already been asked before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. All right. Now we're on the back burner. Yeah. All right. Chris, let's see if you can extend your lead in the category of animated. Oh, shit. 
What type of animal is the title character in the animated film Norm of the North? Norm of the North. Okay, so when I was working at a local radio station, we gave away passes for that, I think. At some point, <laughs> family film, I feel like he's some sort of Yeti-type creature. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with... No, hold on. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the Yeti. Was he a Yeti? You should have changed your mind. It was a polar bear. Son of a bitch. God damn it. Yeah. Not a big movie guy, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Look, (laughs) I just watched Toy Story 2 for the first time two weeks ago. I'm a little behind in my animated films. Look, it, I, I totally get it. All, all the Yeti movies in a, such a short period of time. Fuck with you, Chris. It's okay, buddy. We'll, Thanks, Marty. We'll, <laughs> appreciate we'll, it. Look, look, man, we'll we'll keep it going. We'll, you get fucking Jack Napier and I get fucking Norma <laughs> Norma Norma. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. All right. All right, Dean. Let's see if you can pick up our scraps here. Uh, here we go. All right. So my category for you is Oscars. What was the first okay. animated film to be nominated for a Best Picture Academy Award? All right. I think I know this. I'm going to say it's Beauty and the Beast. Shitballs. You're Son correct. of a bitch. Yeah. Son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. The pressure was on as well because I could, I could sense Hendo next to me just like, oh, my God, you better oh. fucking get this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we didn't, I didn't make sure not to ask him that question, but you uh, you proved my strategy Mate. faulty. So. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Look, Dean, I've listened to enough of these. I kind of have an idea how it goes. How dare you? Oh, I love uh, you've got that stigma. Damn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Marty. Yep, back in the head. Uh, it is your question. The category is 80s. Okay. All right. Who played Jeannie Bueller, Ferris's sister in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, okay. I know she did multiple other things, and she had a nose job, and what the fuck was her name? Uh, Jennifer Grey? Correct. Yeah, yeah. there See, we I go. I knew that one too. This is a, okay. All right, we still got the points. I'm okay. Right. <laughs> you yelling at me for getting us points? Know, What's happening here, Chris? Listen, We're falling apart. I, I'm very competitive. <laughs> you don't <laughs> in case say. You haven't picked up on this so far. So I get I get super into shit. So I my apologies in advance, especially to you, Marty, because you got it right. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah. There we go. That that's all you needed to say the first. Time, <laughs> How many? Yeah, you, you'll, you'll go out there, Chris, and you'll be like, "Yeah, we got. We so far, we got two of the four questions. We, as a team, we got two of the four. <laughs> Listen, the rough house is doing well. We had the lead right now, so <laughs> that's right. Fair, fair. Yeah, who am I to talk? Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, let, let, let's see if I can uh, justify what I just said. What's my next question? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump on that one, and we're going to go to uh, a, a comedic franchise, Austin Powers. So, in the Austin Powers series, Mike Myers, of course, plays Dr. Evil, but Dr. Evil is based off of an impression of a real-life person. Who is that person? For a real-life person? Man, you almost... I was ready to just blurt out it was supposed to be Blofeld, but it's a real-life person? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Jeez. Man, I had such high hopes, hopes for myself today. <laughs> Glad someone did. I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Real life. Uh, so, I 
feel like it'd be like some sort of powerhouse kind of megalomaniac kind of person <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to control the world. It makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Dr. Evil? Uh, when, when was this? This was 97. So, jeez. Oh, you've got me stumped. So, his Dr. Evil voice, although not the look, I'll give you that. That was definitely Blofeld. But the voice and persona and even the way he acted was based on Saturday Night Live's producer, Lauren Michaels. Oh, never getting that. Yeah. Makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. The, I would have got it. The, no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this though, if you've ever heard Lord Michaels talk, the minute you know that, that's all you can hear. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him talk, honestly. Uh, Have you, Dean, since you would have known it? <laughs> of course, it's uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> We're one point down with one question left. It is the collab now. So, Chris, even if you don't know the answer, you can take credit for this one if you get it right. <laughs> All right, your last question category, and if you get this right, you just you just win the round. So please get this wrong. <laughs> the category is comedies. In dodgeball, how does average Joe's coach Patches O'Houlihan die? Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk this out. So yeah. it's right before the big game in Vegas, right? Yeah, it, it, it <clears throat> is. Um, I feel like he like had a heart attack at a strip club or something. Uh, isn't it? I see. I thought it was like a lighting rig falls onto him or, some, or something. No, there's two completely opposite things. All right, yes. let's see. How long has it been since I've seen dodgeball? Dip, dodge, dodge, dip, duck. dive, dodge, dip. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit balls. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe he was crushed by something. Yeah. Or, like, hit smack, like, run over by an 18-wheeler or something. Because <laughs> what's funnier than somebody in a wheelchair getting hit by a semi-truck? Yeah, especially at that time. Uh, hmm. I'll defer to you. You're, you're okay. too, uh, you've gotten all our points, so okay. <laughs> I clearly okay. know shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, my gut still kind of vaguely remembers seeing, like, the wheelchair crushed by something, so I'm, I'm gonna say, and maybe this just means I have something against wheelchairs, where I just picture them being crushed by things, I'm gonna go ahead and say he was crushed by a lighting rig. Yeah, Marty, you're on fire, mate, well done. God oh, damn. shit! <laughs> God damn. I was really hoping that Chris was gonna come in about, don't be silly, I'm the movie guy yeah, right here, right here. <laughs> I know what's up. Clearly, I've proven that I'm not. Oh, Marty. Good good stuff, mate. Hold Destroyed on. it. Yeah, well. All right. But let, let's see if we can, you know, get to two questions right. <laughs> what do you got for us? Uh, all right, Marty. Which one do you want to ask him here? We have a couple. Um, what do you think? Do we want to go Potter? Do we want to go Star Wars? Do we want to go Marvel? Or do we want to go 90s comedies? Mm. You know what? I, I, there's part of me that wants to turn the screw on them and, and do 90s comedies, but considering how well we've done so far, I feel like oh. I should be a bit kinder. Well, thank you for saying we. Okay, How's yes. the ego? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just toying with, with us, uh, Endo. <laughs> let, let's go ahead and go with uh, the, the Potter one, the, the Wizarding Potter World one. one. Yes. All right. In the category Wizarding World. In which Harry Potter film do we first see Helena Bonham Carter as evil witch Bellatrix Lestrange? That's all you, Dean. I got no idea. You got no idea? <laughs> no. You know. Threw him right under that bus. I mean, I'm almost. I'm 99% sure it's um, 
the worst book, which is Order of the Phoenix. I'm just trying to, I'm just making sure that we, there isn't some little cameo in Goblet of Fire at the end. But nah, there's not. He's alone in the graveyard with Peter Pettigrew, so. Sure. All right, I'll say, I'll say Order of the Phoenix. You are correct. There you go, guys. There well you done. go. So I'm the only one who hasn't gotten an answer correct. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> well. Oh, yeah, that was all me. Go, yes, uh, yeah, Team Hendo. hasn't gotten an answer right. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you talking about? I was the underdogs are ruling this one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, very good, gentlemen. Three to two in the first round, so you clinch that. But let's see how we go in our second round, which is... I said, and I quote. And th- Yeah, I really hate this game, but let's do this. <laughs> All right, we've got five movie quotes each. We'll uh, read them out to each person, and we have three points per quote. You can guess the movie, the actor, and the character. All right, we asked you guys the first question in the first round. Why don't you guys tell us the first quote for this round, and Dean, you can go first. All right. I'm going to go with this one. There's no such thing as selling out anymore, man. This is how big business works. I mean, nowadays, if you don't sell out, people will wonder if nobody asked you to. Uh, okay, that does not sound vaguely familiar at all. <laughs> Shocker with this game. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just take a stab. Wolf of Wall Street, Leo, and Jordan Belfort. Uh, th- that is 0 for 3, my friend. Uh, that goes to pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping, said by Connor For Real. It's played by Andy wow. Samberg. Shit. We're doing it like this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> this this game will get an early retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I will f- fall on the sword and at least say uh, Chris and I are big Lonely Island fans, so we had to put a pop star reference in here somewhere. Yeah, that's so. true. Fair enough. You, you couldn't have had like jizz in my pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> Might have got that. <laughs> Technically, that's from SNL and not the film. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, yeah. All right, who wants to go first out of you two? I'll take it. I'm ready. I gotta redeem myself at some point. I believe in you, Chris. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Never mind. All right, Chris. This is gonna be two people speaking. I only need one. One of the two. Okay. Gotcha. First person, tell me how he died. Second person, I will tell you how he lived. Oh, fucking hell. Uh... (sighs) This does sound a little bit familiar. Uh, so it's clearly some kind of hero who perished in the end. Uh, definitely doesn't sound like any kind of MCU, because those I'm pretty well versed in. Uh, maybe it's not a superhero, maybe it's just somebody who did something heroic. Um, it's probably from one of those movies that everybody loves that I've yet to see. Um... Like fucking Green Mile or something. Um, <clears throat> Hold on while I search up Green Mile quotes. <laughs> Man, I've, I've seen that movie, so. <laughs> uh, Christ, I'm I'm uh. God damn it! <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just going with the Green Mile and uh, Tom Hanks's character. I don't know his name. <gasps> no, it's actually from The Last Samurai. Tom um, Cruise. Fucking okay. hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I giving you all this ammunition? I have to shut my damn mouth. <laughs> all right, I'll take the next quote. Here we go. All right, so, why, Ed? Does this mean we're not friends anymore? You know, Ed, if I thought you weren't my friend, I just don't think I could bear it. Okay. 
Is it from that monkey movie Ed or that Woody Harrelson movie Ed TV? <laughs> Woody Harrelson movie Ed TV? And Matthew TV? McConaughey. Come on. Because those are the only two Eds in cinema history. <laughs> it's not going to be like some trick question where like Ed's talking to Ed, so the character is Ed. That'd be ridiculous. Ed. Would, I, would I do that to you? You would, Chris. Yes, you would. <laughs> Marty, come on. Man. Can you say it again? Yeah. Why, Ed, does this mean we're not friends anymore? You know, Ed, if I thought you weren't my friend, I just don't think I could bear it. Nah, Woody Harrelson in TV. <laughs> <laughs> that quote is from the film Tombstone, said by Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer. Shattered, haven't seen it. Real? Okay. Oh, man, that's a great one. That it is, is a great a, flick. That is a great flick. Definitely on the watch list. Oh, man. But this this game is so close to early retirement. Yeah. <laughs> it is really close. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time we got a point? Was it like <laughs> a month ago? It was so long ago. We were so young. Free then. horror. Fun and fancy <laughs> we free. We so young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Marty. All right. I Here. believe in you, friend. <laughs> At least uh. someone does. All right, I've, I've taken out a single word here because it's uh, quite uh, vulgar, but uh, let's see how we go. Now, dicks have drive and clarity of vision, but they are not clever. They smell pussy and they want a piece of the action. And you thought you smelled some good old pussy. You bought your two little mincy balls along for a good old time, but you've got your parties modeled up. There's no pussy here, just a dose that'll make you wish you were born a woman, like a prick. You're having second thoughts. You are shrinking and your two little balls are shrinking with you. I literally am not sure. I have a wild guess. Just because I know that this guy has a monologue in this movie where he talks extensively about genitals. So I'm just going to shoot my shot here. Is it Tom Cruise in Magnolia? That is incorrect. Ah, balls. It was actually Vinnie Jones playing Bullet Tooth Tony oh, in Snatch. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love that movie and I haven't watched it in ages. God damn it. All right. Well, that's my excuse to watch it later. All right. Nil all. Doing well, as usual. Crushing. This fucking game. Crushing. <laughs> All right, uh, who's up? Marty's reading yes. here, I think, right? Yes, I am. All right, Dane, you're up. Let's go. Okay. As I, as I will try not to say this in an offensive voice. Uh, you know, I've tried all sorts of moisturizers. I even went fragrance-free for a whole year. Now my sister, she uses some kind of uh, uh, aloe vera with a little sunscreen in it, and ideally... We should all wear gloves when going to bed, but I found out that creates a kind of an interference with my social agenda, if you know what I mean. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've definitely seen this movie, and I know that. I know that line. Um, now, my sister... I have no idea. Uh, There's nothing more assuring than you saying, I've definitely seen this movie. Uh, shush, shush, um, shush, 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 shush. Okay. I don't know the actor, but I'm going to have a stab and say it's uh, Whitey or Casper from Me, Myself, and Irene. It is not. I am oh, so sorry. It's a solid it guess. Is, yes, it is uh, Ocean's Eleven, the 2001 remake, Frank, played by Bernie Mac. It's uh, the scene where he's negotiating oh, for the yes, van. Oh, yes, of course. Yep, yeah, yep. and he won't let go of the handshake. Yeah. This is how it is. You, you say the answer, and then every single time it's like, oh, of course. Yes, I, of yeah. course. I, was, I was close with Whitey, though, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly so. Incredibly so. I was, I was nearly there. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Australian slang works. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear. All right, Chris, you're up. Okay. All right. Good luck. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. That's it, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Words and ideas can change the world. Hmm. So that leads me to believe it's something based around a writer, whether it be a journalist or a novelist or something like that. Could you, could you read it one more time for me, please? No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Words and ideas can change the world. Ha. Hmm. <laughs> is this something like set in the past, or is it something more recent? Words and ideas can change the world. Or is it, am I thinking too small scale here? <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm gonna... I don't even know why I'm going here, but I'm going to go with uh, Man of Steel, Lawrence Fishburne's, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Olsen? Uh, no, it's Dead, <laughs> <laughs> it's dead Poet Society Shit. and it's Robin Williams' John Keating. Yep, that makes sense. I was right, I was right, well, like, I, had a, I had a mind to go down to novelists and well, you that could have gotten me there eventually. Larry Fishburne I, and Robin Williams are just too, too, yeah, too I took the blue pill. I took the blue pill. <laughs> Damn it, this is really hard. So, alright, so it's my turn now, let's go. Okay. They was giving me 10,000 watts a day, you know, and I'm hot to trot. The next woman takes me on's gonna light up like a pinball machine and pay off in silver dollars. I hate this fucking game so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure, I know what I would I would guess. Oh, give me 10,000 volts a day. Watts. Watts a day. Yeah. yeah. So is that a... Assuming it's a robot? Ah. Oh. Man, I've got no idea. And I really hope you're wrong too, Dean, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, it's not ringing any bells at all. Oh, boy. I just can't get Robocop out of my head, but it's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. And I feel like it's prison films, but that doesn't make any sense either. Oh, man, I... It's so wrong. Peter Weller, Robocop, Robocop. You were kind of on the right track in prison films. The wattage referred to as electric shock therapy. It was from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Randall Patrick McMurphy, played by Jack Nicholson. Yeah, maybe it's just because we're... There's all that Green Mile talk. You sounded a bit like Jack Nicholson there when you said it. I was like, what, what, what could it be? It'd be Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, I couldn't get that body Robocop. When you said damage. robots, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, oh, yes. There goes that point. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh. this, is a, this is an MF of a game, friends. Yeah, yeah. Anyone's game still? All right, Marty, here we go. All right. Ernest Hemingway once wrote, The world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. Makes me think it's some sort of war film. Uh, although, when I hear it said that way, I'm also, like, I can't help but picture, like, a Jesse Eisenberg type saying it as, like, some snarky voiceover for, like, a teen comedy or some shit. Uh, at the same time, I have not a fucking clue what movie this is. Um... Yeah, I, I, I will fall on my original uh, guess and be completely wrong and uh, say George C. Scott and Patton as Patton. That is incorrect. <sighs> okay. It was the final line spoken by Morgan Freeman as Detective Somerset in Seven. Son of a bitch. Wow. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Last quote each. Nil, nil. 
see if we get some points on the board. So this is your collaboration, yes? Yes. Yep. Do we want to give them number one or number six, Marty? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with number six. All right, go for it, bud. Okay. Music, you know, true music, not just rock and roll. It chooses you. It lives in your car or alone listening to your headphones, you know, with the cast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain. It's a place apart from the vast, benign lap of America. Okay, so the first thing I think of is uh, Jack Black and High Fidelity. That's okay. my, that's my, and that's that's what I was imagining when he was saying that. What that is, that's what, not bad. The first thing I thought of was Philip Seymour Hoffman in Almost Famous, but the longer that quote went on, the less I recognised it, so I don't think it's that. I feel like Jack Black would be saying that like in the record store, talking to like John Cusack. Or yeah. Something. Yeah? Yeah, go, go for it. those two points? Because I don't know the character. Um, let's go Lloyd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to go... High Fidelity, Jack Black, Lloyd. Well, uh, I have to say, you were right, but you didn't say the right answer because it was Lester Bangs, Philip Seymour Hoffman, in Almost Famous. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Once you you started to to hit on it there, I was like, oh, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Yep. Not so much. Sorry, guys. It's just I've seen Almost Famous so many times, and the more you spoke, I was like, yeah, this. I don't know if this sounds that familiar to me, so I didn't think it'd be that. Damn it. Shit. Well, serves me right for saying an answer. And then you're, you're, you're bringing in the right one. No, let's go with my idea. All right. All you need is one point here. One point. One measly point. All right, here we go. For the both of yous, life is not the amount of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, That's right. Moments that <laughs> play for that nil old draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see that? God, when you hear quotes like this, completely out of context, you just start yeah. applying all sorts of different movies and different actors' voices, and yeah, it, it's just inspiring, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it, it is maddening. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of like. Uh, I don't know why my brain went to chariots of fire, but something like sporting or or something like that. Um, the only thing that kind of comes close in my mind is Matt Damon's stupid speech at the beginning of Dogma, where he's talking to the nun and saying, "That's all life is, just a series of moments." Yeah. Uh, clearly, I know that's not the answer. Right, right. My, my brain is is fixating on that. Yeah. Uh, could you guys would you read it one more time, please? Life is not the amount of breaths you take, it's the moments that take your breath away. It's not Top Gun, because that's the song, and there's no way they'd say that both in there. Um, <laughs> is somebody with breathing issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that, it's it's that really boy movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, who is on an iron lung? <laughs> On the silver screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm uh, it's got some kind of feel-good motivational crap. Yeah. Um. See, I, I, my brain started going Morgan Freeman, Shawshank, but I don't think he says something that corny in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's a little cheese ball. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything better though. Uh. Uh, could it be like a, an Atticus Finch to kill a mockingbird thing? Uh, I, I don't really know how <laughs> how exactly that quote ties into institution, institutional racism in America, but you know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, 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 of inspirational finales. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, I got nothing. If you want to go with, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'll just fall on the, uh, the Freeman sword. Uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Shawshank Redemption, and he played, uh, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not get that it's Will Smith in Hitch? Come on, Son guys! Of a uh, is my name Tom Haverford? I don't, I don't know. I don't watch Hitch. I don't know what the hell. Come on. God damn it. The finest uh, Will Smith, Kevin James team up of all time right there. I, Classic. Yeah. God, I hate Kevin James so much. And I hate, I, God damn it. All right. Sorry. I get really worked up. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, all right, Neil. All um, this this might be the last time you see this game. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so heading into the last round, you guys are still up one to a draw, so you can't lose this pod v pod. That's a, a bonus for you guys. Hey. We're going to try and catch up with a win here, in of course our movie draft. Now, as always, we asked you guys what uh, theme you'd like to go for. What did you pick? We picked heist movies. Heist movies, nice. Lots of lots of good films in a in a heist category there. Yes. All right. Uh, we always let you guys decide as well if you want to go first or you want to handball it to us. What are you going with? Uh, I, I believe Chris. Uh, we we talk strategy beforehand. We're gonna let you guys get first pull. Okie doke. And who do you want to go first out of us two? Uh, go ahead, Dean. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's only because I showed you earlier. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's quite all right. All right, my first pick, I'm going to go with a personal favorite of mine. And what I imagine is a personal favorite of many. I'm going to say Inception. Yeah, we figured. I figured you, uh, <laughs> yep. e- either of you or both of you would pick that first. Uh, okay. Um, I guess I'll take uh, the next one, and I will take the Ocean's Eleven from two thousand and one. Nice. All right. All right, Marty. Over yeah. to you. Um, I'm gonna zig a little on that one, and I'm gonna go with uh, a heist movie very near and dear to my heart, just because it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. With Baby Driver. Nice. Nice. All right. On to me and. I'm going to go with a very personal favorite of mine. I'm going to go with The Usual Suspects. Ah, uh, okay. Nice. It's a strong choice. Thank you. All right, Dean, what are you going to go with? Hmm. I will take Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind of, they're kind of heisting uh, more of a hostage than I mean, they're kind of I mean, heisting. The whole movie is a team of <laughs> you know, fake terrorists stealing yeah, it, money. Okay, it's yeah, a heist. Guess, it, okay, yes, it is based You're around... You're going to argue with me on Die Hard? <laughs> 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 this, this is defensive Dean right here. Right? <laughs> Look, I do this shit every week. <laughs> when I think of heist movie, I think of you're rooting for the group of people planning the heist, or that's the, the main sort of thing. But you, Are you okay. telling me you weren't rooting for Alan Rickman in this? <laughs> Turn to Shame page on you. 394. Uh, okay. All right. No, Die Hard it is. Um, so uh, that goes back to me, right? Yes. All right. I am going to go with uh, the Tarantino classic Reservoir Dogs. Very, very good. That was my next pick. I figured. All right, Marty. Yep. I'm going to continue on the Soderberghian side of things and go with the very underrated Logan Lucky. Great flick. Interesting choice. (laughs) (laughs) Rated just fine, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Over to my last pick before the collab. And uh, we mentioned it earlier. 
the the old diamond heist. I'm gonna go snatch. Nice. Okay. All right. And our last pick here is a collab. Dean, what are you thinking, mate? I can't believe that this film has not come up yet. Uh, 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 we have to take heat. Well done. Well done. Okay. Okay. Uh, They're already congratulating yeah, you say. for your great pick. <laughs> <laughs> You can't not take heat. This yeah. is quintessential heist. I was going to offer some suggestions, but I didn't want. I don't want to give you guys some movies that you may not have in your list. And you've already, yeah, you've already basically uh, given us a round of applause there for the, the heat choice. It's a great flick. So, yeah, definitely. It's Let's an take amazing heat. movie. Nice. And the fact that it hasn't come up is somewhat disappointing. <laughs> All right, bud. So we have our last uh, pick. We can talk it over here. Uh, we have a couple more on the list here. Do we go with the fan favorite Paul Rudd Ant-Man superhero heist? Mm-hmm. Do we uh, do some Mark Wahlberg? Go the uh, Italian Job remake? Do we go mm-hmm. Sexy Beast? Point Break? What are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I, I enjoy the town. Uh, I, I have a weird soft spot for movies. Ben Affleck directs. I don't know why. Yeah, so. I don't know why either. I can't really <laughs> get behind that. Come on, dude. That, Gone Baby Gone, Argo. I mean, yeah, that, what's Fly By Night or whatever the fuck it was called, that movie sucked. Okay. Or... I mean, the, the town the town was all right, but, we're, we're, you know, we have to pick one that we think people are going to vote for. Fair. Because <laughs> that's Fair kind point. of the gimmick here. Fair uh, point. So I'm, I'm leaning toward, or we could go Lockstock. Ooh, Lockstock would be good, especially considering Snatch, and Lockstock, I think, is better than Snatch. Uh, do we go OG Point Break? Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I'm an MCU dork, so my, my gut's telling me Ant-Man, but I'm not sure what everybody else is going to think. What do you think? Yeah, because I, I think there are people who still hold, a, you know, hold something against Cause it. Of, yeah, because of all the behind-the-scenes bullshit. Um, okay, all right, fair enough. I will say, of the ones we tossed out, I think Lockstocks might be the way to go. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm for it. Lockstock and two smoking barrels. Okay, good choice there. All right, that is the draft. Let's take a look at the teams here. We have got Inception, The Usual Suspects, Die Hard, Snatch, and Heat. And you guys have Ocean's Eleven, Baby Driver, Reservoir Dogs, Logan Lucky, and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm looking at those 10 films and there's like at least uh, six of them that are like five-star films for me. So this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is solid. <laughs> there's a lot of good heist films. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. And Logan Lucky as well. <laughs> oh, fuck you. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I, I back up uh, Logan Lucky, Marty. I got your back on that. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I don't know what the fuck Daniel Craig was doing in that movie. I just know it's fantastic and he needs to do it in more movies. Yeah, uh, well, uh, by the time this episode comes out, the, the draft will already be done because, as usual, it is a blind movie draft. We like to keep it fair. So it's going to be an interesting result, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But thank you very much, guys, for coming on today. That was a that was a great battle, even though we're you know uh, on the back burner here trying to catch up. <laughs> That's all right. It was a blast. Thank you for having yeah. us. And uh, hopefully, if it ever if you're ever scraping the bottom of the barrel and need somebody to come on and get everything wrong again, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to tell them at your next trivia match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to say we beat some Australians. That's 
that's what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take total credit for your work, my friend. Thank you very much. Anytime. <laughs> Seriously, a joy, guys. This was awesome. No worries. Uh, before you go, why don't you let everyone know where you can find your podcast? Oh, yeah. So we're uh, up on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, TuneIn and Spotify and all, all the normal places you find podcasts. Um, we're on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, uh, Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Uh, I'm on Letterboxd at Christoph's Flicks. That's Christ off S Flicks, F L I X. And uh, Marty? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Blast Zero Rama, so Blastorama. Uh, Letterbox also Blast Zero Rama. And Blastorama.com, Blast O Rama.com is my blog where I usually write about movies and shit. So, hey, maybe you'll enjoy. Fantastic. And of course, you guys are one of our lovely, lovely patrons, and we can't express our gratitude enough to you guys. It's, yeah, we, we love you guys so much. My <laughs> oh, pleasure, guys. Shucks. All right. Once again, thank you very much for coming on. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. All right, mate. Let's get into... Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favorite non-Star Wars space film? All right, let's take a look on Twitter for some answers that weren't either of our number ones. First one here from the Movie Drone Podcast. Event Horizon. Did you know that if you watch the ship's log part in slow motion, you get to see exactly what happened to the crew? And it's not pretty. Maybe I'd have to watch the film first. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably would if I'd ever seen Event Horizon. Yeah. Is that Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, and Sam Neill. Is Joey in it? No, that's Lost in Space. Ah, close. Next up from Pazzi Vitala, Star Trek, The Search of Spock. I've not seen any Isn't of those. Four, The Search for Spock? I don't, I don't think they've put the number in. They've just gone Star Trek, The no, Search for Spock. The Search for Spock. What? I thought the movie was called The Search for Spock. Surely there's a Star Trek at the front, so you know it's Star Trek. I'm questioning the of versus four. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> After a long pause at what I'm reading here. Thank you for that. What I was saying was I've never seen a, a single old Star Trek film. I believe I watched uh, The Wrath of Khan. Khan! And I did not appreciate anything at all because it was the only thing I'd watched. And it was very lackluster. Fair enough. Terry Plucknett says Apollo 13. Hmm. That's probably one I should rewatch. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Well, you're on the Ron Howard buzz at the moment after Am Frost I? Nixon. Am I, though? Next up from Kevin. <laughs> a little shade at Ron Howard. Contact. Haven't seen Contact? Yeah, I don't think I have. Guy at the movie says, Mum and Dad save the world. This is this a real movie? I assume so. Sounds weird. Sounds like a home video. I'm waiting for the uh, Earth Girls Are Easy references coming. I'm waiting for the sequel, Mum and, Sa- Mum and Dad to Save the Universe. It's the best you got. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Dad save Christmas. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next up from Cinema, Cinema, Cinema has to be 2001: A Space Odyssey. That's a very popular choice. I saw scrolling through some of these. Mm. How about this one? Lamar Jackson Stan account says just recently saw Ad Astra, and it takes the cake. Incredible filmmaking. Can't disagree with that. From Farrier Collins, First Man. I do disagree with that. I think it's fine. Yeah. Here's the other side of the space film spectrum. Jamie says Hidden Figures. Two Blue Monsters says Sunshine. Yeah, I haven't seen Sunshine. Really? Yeah. Oh, that, that should be way high on your watch list. Danny Boyle? Yeah. Yeah, I got to get to it. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't try and shoehorn it into the horror month. Is it a horror? I mean, close. I'm not going for close, mate. I'm going for all-out horror. <laughs> yeah, you're going for those horror comedies like uh, American Werewolf in London. Anyway. I thought you said it wasn't a comedy. <laughs> Next up from Insoxicated. Going to go with Galaxy Quest. I haven't seen that. Yeah, me neither. 
I feel like that's probably one of the most popular films out there that both of us haven't seen. Jeffrey Kerr says Avatar. Jane the Unicorn says Spaceballs. I didn't like that. Wasn't into it. Have you seen Spaceballs? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think you had. Yeah, I saw it and wasn't too into it. I can't remember if I gave it two and a half or three. And I saw it this year. Okay. Cecil Hops says, mine is Treasure Planet. Yours will probably be Interstellar. It's uh, quite a guess there. Why don't we go to our next person? Daniel says Interstellar. Well, I guess it's not Interstellar. That's right. Wait, 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 wait. Daniel? As in Daniel Henderson, Daniel? Excuse me, I'm Hendo. Oh, right. (laughs) Uh, Shara Valentine says, it's one of my favourite genres. So it's a close one, but I've definitely watched The Fifth Element more times in my life than any of the other choices, which is why I'm going with anything but The Fifth Element. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Let's stop that. <laughs> Cinema Droobs says, wow, that's tough. I love Marvel, but I'm going to exclude them for this one and say Armageddon. That movie gets me every time. I agree with you, mate. It gets me every time too. Must be those uh, animal crackers. Sure. Joshua Schmelty says, The Martian, super entertaining. I like The Martian. God, I wasn't even close with his last name. Shalmeti. Shalmeti. I said Shmelty. Shalmeti. Sorry, Joshua. I don't think I can get this name wrong. Tony says Independence Day. Hmm. Lastly on Twitter from Jimmy Roberts, Superman, all day, every day. Good pick. Let's check out our Facebook here. Chris Waldridge says the Ice Pirates, case closed, period, end of discussion. Now, I looked this film up. Well, did you? It looks ridiculous. I think this is a joke. There's no way he's being serious. Well, some people have peculiar tastes. Hmm. Speaking of which, my lovely wife, Brittany, the fifth element. What are you ragging on the fifth element for? Nah, it's pretty good. Here's a genuine dodgy answer from my lovely mum, Avatar. (laughs) Mum, I don't like Avatar. You don't like Avatar? You know this. Really? Yes. What do you give Avatar? Two stars. What? Yeah. To be fair, I I watched it like nine years ago, so we'll leave it at that. I think you'd be even harsher now. Probably. Next up from patron Georgia May Watson, Armageddon. Quality pick. James Dyson says, aliens. Aliens and Alien were massive picks over on Twitter. Hmm. Those two in 2001 were the big standouts. Hmm. Fair enough. Lastly on Facebook, Trisha Anderson says, men in black. Good pick. And let's head over to our Patreon for our lovely, lovely patrons. This episode's guest, the Rough House Podcast, says, my favourite is Spaceballs. Fight me. Uh, I think we just did, and I feel like we won. <laughs> Dan Brennick says, Independence Day. Chris Beardsall says, Starship Troopers is a fantastic satire that holds up to this day. Mm, good call, Chris. Good call. David Powell says, the best representation of being in space by far is Quaron's Gravity. Brother Shane says Starship Troopers. Mm, another good call. Well done, Shane. Next up from Hayden Gerloff, Starship Troopers with or without Star Wars. What a ridiculous pick there, Hayden. <laughs> what were you thinking? Ben Mulverhill says Interstellar, but it is a tough choice. New patron Jay says Interstellar is a visual space delight. And our last one here from Josephine Olnitz, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I haven't seen it. You should watch that one. Should I? Yes, you should. Looks pretty boring. Why does it look boring? Oh, it reminds me of E.T., is E.T. boring? Pretty boring. How dare you? Big E.T. fan? Big enough to say how dare you. <laughs> now, thank you very much, everyone, for your responses. But, Dean, let's get to our top five non-Star Wars space films. All right, mate, as usual, we start with you. What is your number five? Wally. Wally? No. Wally. <laughs> Fair enough. My number five is Superman. Really? Yes. Interesting. My number four, Star Trek. The- Did you say Star Trek? Star Trek. I did say Star Trek, like Star Trek Express. No, it's Star Trek. Which one, 2009? Yes. Fair enough. My number four is Interstellar. Ooh. 
Not on my list. How dare you? I need to rewatch it. Yes, you do. Wonder what I gave it the first time. Obviously, not enough to make the top five. Mm. My number three, where it should be, Superman. No, I told you where it was supposed to be. Number five. Get your list right next time, would you, mate? All right, mate. Move on. Number three, Alien. No S. Really? Yes. I don't know if you like the first one or the second one better. If only there was a list to find that out. My number two, and there may be some recency bias here, but it is Ad Astra. <laughs> Hey, you said it last week. It was, it was most likely going to be on there. My number two is Aliens. Mm. Mm. Little spoiler alert for next week's breakdown, I guess. And my number one, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't this. Because I didn't want to put a Marvel movie there. Oh, classic Dean. But it is. It's Infinity War. Fair enough. My number one, Wally. All right. Competition time. Two people picked Infinity War. <laughs> And I guess no one picked Wally. No, or Wally. But we got these two people lined up. Dean, you can do the random name gener- generator here. Who's right. going to win this week? All right, here we go. All right, it is one Mariah Tamizian. Thanks so much, Mariah, for picking Infinity War. Very good. We'll get in touch with you and we'll send you out some sweet, sweet merch. And for next week's top five, we're going to go within the spirit of Aliens. What is your favourite sequel that is better than the original? So not just your favourite sequel, because you might have a sequel that you don't like as much as the original. Yeah. So take all those out and go with your favourite sequel that is better than the original. I hope we can come up with five. I didn't think that through. Or as long as we have a one. No, no, I'm sure we'll we'll come up with five. I'm very confident I can come up with five. Are you going to like diverge into like the smaller trilogies of Marvel to get this done? I will do what it takes. And just to be clear, we are only talking about the number two film. Yes. The second film that's better than the first. Yeah. So a movie like, say, Infinity War can't be on this list. I'd have to put um, one of my favourites, Age of Ultron, on, for example. You won't put that on. <laughs> and it'll just give me this dirty look like, fucking you in the MC. <laughs> I'm surprised on a DC talk, talk there. Ooh. Mm. Oh, I know one film you've got to be putting on your list. Oh, yeah. Just a, uh, a matter of how high it's going to oh, go. Oh, God, I know one film that you absolutely will that I won't. <laughs> Why don't we just wait and see, mate, okay? I think, yeah. I think you're jumping the gun here. We'll see. There's this tournament. Let's All right, Dean, it's time to find out the results of the next 10 matches of our best 2000s film tournament. First match here, There Will Be Blood takes out Gran Torino with a 57% win. Next up, we have Three Idiots getting defeated by In the Mood for Love. I'm very happy with that result. This one kind of shocked me. Requiem for a Dream, 95% to Manabai MBBS. Who is that 5%? The trolls. <laughs> Next up, A Beautiful Mind comfortably dispatches into the wild, back into the wild. Stop it. 68% to 32. How does this make you feel, Dean? Batman Begins, 93% against Hachi. Hard. Wow. <laughs> nah, just a uh, big shout out to the 7% Hachi fans. Well done. Next up, V for Vendetta against Kill Bill Volume 1, two absolute greats. And we have Kill Bill, 57%. Taking out FIFA Vendetta. Old boy takes out Infernal Affairs, 74% to 26. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine up against Lagan. Next week's breakdown. <laughs> the uh, three and a half hour cricket Indian Bollywood film. Shockingly loses 7% to 93. Again, who are the 7%? Cricket fans. Are they? Sure. Do we have any Indian Twitter followers that you know of? I'm sure we've got heaps. 
Heaps. Heaps. Look at that. Bragging about our Indian Twitter followers. Next match was our only discrepancy here. We have Pan's Labyrinth against Catch Me If You Can. Now, I chose Pan's Labyrinth and Dean chose Catch Me If You Can. And what is that result there, Dean? We are looking at a solid 50-50 tie. 100 votes, 50 people voted one way, 50 people voted the right way. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate because uh, Pan's Labyrinth is ranked higher. That's right, boy. At 27, so that goes through and wins it. All right, that's one point up for me in this tournament. Maybe that's all we need. And lastly here, we have Up, taking out Hotel Rwanda, 82% to 18. All right, those films move on to the final 32. We will give you our next matches in this tournament next week because this week will be our Pod V Pod draft. All right, it's time for this week's podcast promo shout-out, and it is our buddy Gareth over at Gareth's Random Ramblings. Was he our second ever guest? Third. Third. Yeah, Gareth and Bex. Nice. Now, fantastic guests when they were on. Gareth loves to shoot the shit, loves a chat, old Gareth. He really does love a chat. Yeah. We really need to get him back on, Hendo. Oh, I'm sure we can hook that up. Now, check out their promo, go check out their show, and we'll see you on the other side with what else we've been watching. Do you know what I hate, Bex? What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10-15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes, or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Hey, listeners. We just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful for Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site and it's got this great app with it as well. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode that you're watching and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. Amazing. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterbox.com slash dino underscore j. 88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find hendo at letterbox.com slash hendo exactly another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on itunes for us or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more why not check out our patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on a top 250 list yeah we've actually got over 50 episodes on there now we've gone through some notable directors filmographies such as wes anderson edgar wright and even quentin tarantino that's right there's also tons of other benefits over there early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put up on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So what's coming up this week, mate? Well, we're deep into our 2000s Oscar series and it's time for The Reader. Yeah, normally this is a point where I'd say something positive about how I'm looking forward to watching the film, but we're going to watch The Reader. It could be a bloody masterpiece for a week. Imagine if it is. Imagine if we both come in here next week and it's like, oh my God. Oh, wow. How did it take me so long to watch the reader? 
Yeah, no, I doubt it though. But no, definitely looking forward to watching the reader. Check that one out. We also just want to give a quick shout out to our two new patrons, and they are Jay and Meg Baldwin. So thank you very much for your generosity and your support. We're glad you've joined our patron team, our lovely, lovely, lovely patrons. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. All right, it is that time again where we talk about everything else we've been watching. And as usual, I will give you all just a quick heads up. We won't be spoiling the film. So if you haven't watched them, don't fear. We won't ruin them for you. Hendo, how many films have you watched? 14 days, 14 films. Not bad, not bad. What about you? I'm sitting on a respectable eight. That is very respectable for you. Thank you for your condescension as ever. <laughs> a little back now, the compliment. All right, we'll start with me. My number 14 is The Hustle. Holy shit, this was awful. Not a Jennifer Lopez fan? I think you're thinking of Hustlers, idiot. (laughs) How quickly you forget a film that's already on your list. The Hustle. Yes. Rebel Wilson and Hathaway. Come on. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't even have anything good to say about it. It's boring. It's unfunny. It's terrible. It's predictable. Everyone. Everyone should be embarrassed about making this film. There is no redeeming anything about this film. It is a solid half a star. I mean, that hurts, doesn't it? Surely there would have been some enjoyment. Very easy film to watch. Good cinematography. No. No. All right. Number 13, Hendo. Number 13 is a Netflix horror film from this year called In the Tall Grass. Ooh, really? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. But people do? General consensus is no. Ah, okay. It's 2.5 on Letterboxd. I thought you were going to say on IMDb. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) No, IMDb have it at 5.5. Oh, that's bad. That is very bad. When you go under six, yeah, I'll, I wouldn't watch that. What after the after the rating or what I just said? I mean, I don't think I'd watch a new movie I hadn't really heard about that has a five point something on IMDb. I guess I admire what they were trying to do here, do going you? going for something a little unique. It's just it doesn't work at all. It's incredibly confusing and it's all over the joint. Was, the acting is absolutely wooden from everyone, and generally it's just very very dull. And it's one and a half from me. Dull is not good. Which brings me to my number 12, which is another 2019 horror film, but it's a horror comedy, Little Monsters. Oh, I was nearly going to watch that. Nah, no, don't do it. I have heard good things. No, it's not. It's not good. Wow. Yeah. So brutal, Hendo. Why am I brutal? I'm sure it's a very enjoyable film. Okay, go watch it then. No. <laughs> I did like Lupita Nyong'o. She does what she can with this film. She's obviously she's the big star of this film. And I mean star as in acting power. She's not the star of this film. I thought you meant she's Sean Bright because it's a star. I just think you have this incredibly unlikable protagonist with virtually no redeeming qualities in this this guy, this this random guy who broke breaks up with his girlfriend and tries to crack onto Lapita Nyong'o by following her to this petting zoo that's overrun by zombies with his n- nephew. Josh Gad is in this and he is Fucking Bad. awful. Awful. He just sucks up all the fun this film could have been. So Gad is bad. Gad is horrific in this film. One and a half stars. Did not have fun with this at all. I hope this gets better, this list of yours. Well, this is what lists do. We start at the bottom, we go to the top. Why are you so confused about that? I hope it gets better. No, I've got a half a star at the start. I'm going to end on half a star. <laughs> Okay, here's a review for Little Monsters from three hours later. Little Monsters is an underrated movie. This gem is adorable and hilarious. It's what Zombieland 2 should have been. 
So watch this instead. Uh, I disagree. All right, Hendo, number 11. Number 11 is Gemini Man. Tell me something. Why is it so hard for you to kill this man? He knew every move of mine before I made it. I'd have him right there to take the shot. I want to be forever young. And he'd be gone like a ghost. Do you really want to live forever? Who is he? Number 11. Yes. I have heard very bad things about this. Is it ironic that it's 11, 1, and 1? No, it's not. Two of the same? It's not ironic. I remember you messaging me, asking me to see this movie, and I was like, eh. Did I? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Oh, I do remember that. It's like, let's put our options out for what we're going to see. No, you didn't go see this. I did go see this, courtesy of the awesome Peninsula Cinemas. Thank you very much. What I like about this film is the visuals, like the de-aging of Will Smith, I thought was pretty amazing most of the time. Most of the time. What's better CG? Gemini Man's de-aging or the blurification of Will Smith? I mean, what do you want me to say here? I want you to say, you ain't never had a friend like me. Well, you did it for me, so I think that's enough. Speaking of Will Smith, I think he seems to be giving it his all in both roles. He's back, you could say, in Uh, both roles. Yes. (laughs) The problem is this film is incredibly generic. It's got a predictable story with terrible dialogue. There are also times where the effects were horrid. Horrid. It felt like a video game I was watching sometimes. Also, I'm pretty sure I watched this in the standard format. This film was supposed to be apparently experienced in this uh, 4K, 3D, 120 frames per second frame rate that apparently only 15 cinemas in the world have, like none in America as well. So when I watched it on regular standard format, it just looked weird. It looked weird watching it. Like I noticed the things I was trying to go for, but it looked bad from what I was watching. So two stars for Gemini Man. Ang Lee is very hit or miss, isn't he? He is. Well, what's his good ones? Crouching Tiger. Brokeback Mountain. Life of Pi, I really, really, really like. What's his worst ones? Hulk. You seen Hulk? Yeah. Hulk. I, I haven't seen Hulk. Haven't you? No. Oh, really? Make a mental and physical yeah. note of that one? Physical note? What are you going to do? Put a scar on your body? Going to carve Hulk into your arm? I could just use a pen and paper, Hendo. Why are you being so aggressive? Just getting my inner Hulk out here. Anyway, over to me. My number 10 is Zombieland Double Tap. I've done a bonus episode on that, so go check that out. Moving on to my number nine. Another horror film, of course, Scanners. Do you know anything about Scanners, mate? Is that that uh, one with Keanu Reeves in it? I know you're thinking of a Scanner Darkly. <laughs> Am I thinking, though, Hendo? <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely. No, Scanners is a 1981 film. It's the, it's most notably known for, you know, that scene um, where the head um, blows up. Angelica, Angelica, Angelina Jolie. She in it? 1981. Well, she's yeah, young and Angelina. What are you talking about? What is this? Scanners? Yes. Never heard of it. I think I was thinking of hackers. <laughs> so completely the same. Scanners. Oh, I mean, you mean hackers. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Scanners, I thought the practical effects were pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I think the end scene is worth a full star on its own. And I think that Michael Ironside was fantastic. One star. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the lead, Stephen Lack. Say it. Say it. He lacks. He was lacking. (laughs) He is so bland. He makes a lot of this film incredibly boring. The non-Michael Ironside slash effects filled scenes are very boring. So 
that outweighs the positives for me, and it's two and a half. Oh, what are we up to? Number nine, Hendo? No, that was my nine. It's on to eight. Does that mean I can talk? I mean, you've been talking the whole time. Sex Tuplets is my number eight. What? Shocking to what? no one. Um, I must I, say. I am stunned. I must say, there were moments. Oh, no. When I found myself. This was going to go to seven. Laughing, Hendo. Like, with the film? I laughed. Oh, God. <laughs> this that, is, that's like a three-star for you now. If this, <laughs> this is the only reason it's not half a star, is that it shamefully got me to chuckle. And I felt so Did you dirty. have to pause the film to I, go have a shower? I felt so dirty about it. Even Britt looked over at me like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. It's funny. I'm only a man. <laughs> He's in a fat suit. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this film, Damon, Damien, Damon? Marlon. Marlon. Close. Marlon Wayans basically plays seven people, I guess. There is, <laughs> there is some loose- loose story going on here. But the problem is some of these seven that he plays are just unwatchably bad. In particular, a large, heavyset prison female who is just so painful, it's frustrating. But the first the first one that he meets, he grew on me a little. But the story is terrible. Everything about this movie sucks, but there are a couple moments where I couldn't help but laugh with the film. So it gets one star for me. You are a disgrace to this podcast. It's. I mean, I I don't think you would give it half a star either. But yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, my number eight is an American Werewolf in London. I thought this is a bit a bit low. You didn't like it? No, I didn't like it. Really? Why are you so shocked? You didn't like it, didn't I? No, I did like it. I gave it at least three. Why are you saying stuff we can easily check that's wrong? Did I only give it two and a half? You might have even given it two. No. No. Listen to you. Ha-ha. Three stars, bitch. Hey, like me now. Less since you like this film. I mean, obviously, the practical effects in this film are spectacular. How about those practical effects, though, Hendo? Unreal. But- this film kind of meanders in the middle before the first full moon kicks in. What? David Norton is incredible in this. <laughs> Are you reading someone else's review? I just It was the first name in the cast. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably done hope, in like screen. He's the main guy. <laughs> it's probably done from like first on screen. It's like the guy who walks past. <laughs> he's incredible. <laughs> and I think the final act is pretty average overall. So it's two and a half for me. How dare you? <laughs> this is an extra half star worthy. All right, your number seven. My number seven is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Was it scary? No, not even a little bit either. Did you watch it in the dark? Yeah, and I'm probably susceptible to being scared, but I think- Hard nut, mate. I think it's just aimed for a younger audience. Yeah, isn't it like a PG-13? I think so. Hmm? There's some pretty scary-looking scarecrows, or a scarecrow at the start that's pretty scary. Makes sense. But no, no, the characters aren't good- like, in particular, the main girl, she was really annoying. And this whole, the whole way it all wrapped up bothered me as well. I actually thought at one point it was going to do something really amazing, like huge twists sort of stuff and just make your whole, like, opinion and view of the film change, but it didn't. I was very disappointed. So, it gets two and a half for me. All right, I will not be checking that out. All right, we've got a review here from Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was harmless and forgettable. Despite just coming out this year, I barely remember anything about it. If not for having loved the books as a kid, I would be very meh on it. 
But at least there was nostalgia. Did not even know there were books. I think I did. Yeah, actually, I think I do. It's not like I did and then forgot. Moving on to my number seven, The Omen, the original. Oh, man, no good. I can't help it. <sighs> I feel like I've aged like six years doing this podcast already what, with you. Today? <laughs> <laughs> no, this film does have a great use of tension and build-up throughout the film, showing the characters getting a hint of how they'll die. It felt like how Final Des- where Final Destination Can got it. Can you its- give me a non-spoiler plot of this film? Because I know about it so much. I just have no idea what it's about. Is this the one where there's a kid? Damien. Damien the devil. Damien, and he's the devil. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. So it's just this kid who's the devil. Yeah, and oh, cool. they're trying to figure out if he is the devil or not, what is he doing, and people die. Lots of people die. But <laughs> what? I, but I like it how you see little hints of how they're going to die, and they see that. Like omens? I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? I feel like I just blew your mind just then. <laughs> Problem is, I felt like it peaked in the middle and then really started to fizzle towards the end of the film. So for me, still good enough for a three stars. Hmm. All right, here's a review for The Omen by Swamp Thing. The Omen is by far the best satanic occult horror. It contains everything that a picture of this type should have. Exquisitely built tension, great music by Jerry Goldsmith, dense atmosphere, aura of mystery, captivating plot, and excellent acting. All right, mate, your number six. My number six is a movie about two young, potentially dying people who are falling in love. And it's called Five Feet Apart. Yes. Okay. I watched this earlier on this year. You did watch this? Yes. See, I bet you were expecting a surprise like, did you? No, I did see you watched it. It's good that you're keeping tabs on me now. And I feel like this is a sort of film that I could get around, you know? I'm a bit- But you didn't? Nah. Didn't. didn't. <laughs> nah. I did not buy the chemistry between these two at all. And the whole movie like this rests on that sort of chemistry- and if it's not there, it just doesn't work for me. Maybe they were too young. Like, maybe the whole teenness of it meant I just didn't relate to these people. Mm, okay. But, and oh, something else, they make really dumb decisions in Yeah, this I think I remember saying that as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, like, just, you cannot believe how dumb some of these decisions are. And when you see these people, like the main characters, making such insanely dumb decisions, it's hard to be on board with them. So, two and a half. Fair enough. Well, my number six is the third in a horror franchise, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Argued as the best Nightmare on Elm Street out of the franchise. Better than one. Yeah, it's always a a debate between one and three. What do you think? I'd honestly have to go back and watch the first one again. I haven't seen that in like 15 years. So it's in the conversation. That's pretty good. There's no conversation yet. (laughs) You just said you're unsure which one's better. That's a conversation. What we are doing right now is a conversation, Hendo. No, you converse with yourself. I'm talking to you. For a change. And you are answering. That's a conversation. Dream Warriors. It's got some really inventive kills in this film. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this one really starts to establish Freddy as not only fearful, but entertaining to watch now. Were you not entertained in the first one? He's much more of a horror character. A performer. No, he's a performer in this one. Problem with this film is there's a bunch, a bunch of forgettable characters that take up too much of the time. Like I was, who? I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. Lawrence Fishburne is in this and really? Patricia Arquette. Nice. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is credited as Larry Fishburne in yeah, this. Yeah, I remember that. But for me, it's entertaining enough for a three and a half. Whoa. Jesus. Do I need to watch number two to appreciate number three? No. Is like each film of the nightmare like, a whole bunch of new characters? The third it's one- not like, the- It's not like Halloween, is it, where there's a through line? I think 
every film is unique, but the third one has a character from the first one in it as well. Is it Johnny Depp? You haven't seen the first one, have you? No, I have. <laughs> then it can't be Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, gee, spoiler. <laughs> All right, here's a review from The Moonlight Warrior, a superior sequel to the original Elm Street and a film that inspired countless horror films after it. Gory, unique, raw, with memorable kills, one-liners, and characters. Dream Warriors is a perfect horror film. A+. plus. Wow. All right, mate, what is your number five? My number five is Hustlers. I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. <laughs> I was close. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged, and it does not reward people who play by the rules. It's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. Are you in? I got Hustlers, hey? Tell me about Hustlers. I haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah, a bit of an interesting film. I did see it, courtesy of Peninsula Cinemas. Thank you very much. But I thought the opening was really, really strong. Like, fantastic opening act where we meet our protagonist, played by Constance Wu, telling her story to reporter Julia Stiles. That's the kind of storytelling device that this film uses. And honestly, I was immediately in. It was set up to be this great sort of warts and all look at life as a stripper, and I was excited to see where it could go. Instead, though, this movie just fell into this messy, breezy look at four women. Now they hustled their way into some good money. We don't get enough information about it. I wanted more detail about these hustles. Like, I want more stylized filmmaking. Like, think of, you know, other, you know, heist films. And I realise this isn't a heist per se, but think of like... It's the a con way- artist film. Yeah, think of the way like Ocean's Eleven and Snatch and this stuff, like cool editing tricks... All this stuff, it's there's nothing there. There just wasn't that stylistic grit that I was looking for in this world. There wasn't enough snatch in this movie? Wow. That's actually really good. The snatch in this film. In the end, though- Speaking of which, I heard that Jennifer Lopez was getting some Oscar buzz for her performance. Uh, that's an interesting segue there, Hendo. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very strong performance from Jennifer Lopez. Without doubt, it is a strong performance. But again, I feel like the character just falls away in the second half, which really hurts it. Okay. I just don't think there's enough depth to it, which is surprising because it's a true story. In the end, despite some good performances, I was definitely left wondering what could have been. Two and a half stars. Got a review here from Hunter Goddard. Hustlers should be recognised for its visual and sound editing, as well as its acting. I'm assuming he's talking about recognised Oscar-wise? Yeah, sounds like it. It is as important and timely a tale of class and womanhood as one could hope to see in the Trump years. Okay. Thanks for that, Hunter Goddard. All right, we're up to your top five, Baby Hendo. What do you got? Baby Hendo? I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart lately. There's Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Baby Daisy, Baby, baby do you, Peach. Do you play them? Do you play the babies? No, nah, they're not very good. Are they light so they go quicker? No, they're- Wingy? S- they're slow. What's the pro- why have them on there then? What's their benefit? What's their advantage? Oh, we'll save that for another podcast. Our bonus Mario Kart <laughs> Tour podcast. <laughs> My number five is the original Dawn of the Dead. Good. I haven't seen it. Well, after your awesome experience with Day of the Dead, I can understand why you didn't go back and watch this one. But this isn't as bad as that one. This is actually a good film. I like how they dedicate a bunch of the time to the main crew and their day-to-day life in the mall, making the final third much more impactful. 
I think the zombie makeup is really rough though now, looking at it. Plus everyone does a lot of unnecessary dumb shit around hordes of zombies. Like just things that you just watch and go, why are you doing this? Stop acting like an idiot around all these people that are trying to kill you. But they're actors, Hendo. I'm talking about the characters, you mong. Can you uh, just refresh my memory? It's been a while since I've heard anyone say the word mong. What is mong actually short for? Dean Jeffrey. Are you Googling mong? <laughs> A person who is stupid or who has learning difficulties, a.k.a. Dean. Oh, ouch. All right, mate, we'll move on to your number four. What do you got for us? The Art of Self-Defense. Okay, I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, really? I told you you should watch it. Did you? I don't know, maybe. It's pretty good. Jesse Eisenberg. I actually watched it after I came back from uh, Zombieland. Oh, yeah, on that Eisenberg high. I was, I was. It's really- That Heisenberg. It's really interesting. No, it's about this sort of loser going through life. He's very weak. He's scared of everything. Jesse Eisenberg. He gets beat up and then decides, you know what? Joining karate will save my life. And it's pretty interesting. Like, it is this great sort of different take on this karate dojo. There's really, uh, there's some really brutal scenes. Eisenberg plays- like his usual character, but sort of turned up a bit. Like it's not like Lex Luthor turned up, just like more serious, but still super weird and neurotic. I definitely recommend it though. It's unusual. Like there's no film like this. There is some little- Sound like the Karate Kid. Yeah, there's some there's bits of Karate Kid, but this is no Karate Kid. This is very violent, very violent. The end was disappointing to say the least. I wasn't a fan. But other than that, I uh, I definitely recommend you should watch it. Three and a half stars. I will get to that. All right, my number four is Ready or Not. We just did a bonus episode review very recently. Go ahead and check that one out. But back to you, mate, for your number three. All right, this won't take long because my number three is Zombieland Double Tap, which we have also done a bonus review on. So back to you for your number three. My number three is a Netflix documentary called Tell Me Who I Am. Ah, this is also on my list. Interesting. Mm. I believe I got you to watch this. Yeah, it was really weird, like... Everyone knows probably by now I tend to fall asleep a lot. But one night, it was maybe about 10 o'clock, and I got a message from Hendo saying, hey, you should check out this documentary. I legitimately put it on straight away and stayed awake the entire time. It's that Netflix stigma there. You're like, you're sitting in front of the TV, Netflix is right there. Yeah, I'll pop it on. I don't think you know what stigma means. (laughs) (laughs) Doing a lot of dictionary research tonight. (laughs) It's not a stigma. A mark of disgrace, hey? <laughs> that disgraceful Netflix. Netflix. You just have to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's a bizarre. Anyway, tell me who I am. This is a documentary about identical twins, one of which they're sort of rehashing their life. Now, you find out virtually the opening scenes is that one of them suffers a uh, brain injury. Motorbike accident. Yep, motorbike accident and loses all memory. And the only thing he remembers from his entire life is his twin brother. And we just we should just we'll leave, leave it at that. that. We'll leave it at that. It's a short documentary. It is a gripping documentary that does a great job revealing pieces of info at the right time through different perspectives that keeps you relating and sympathizing with each brother as it goes along. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you got these two identical people who are very different. And what you said about the point of views, it's amazing. Yep. It really is amazing. There are scenes in this where you're just like, what? Yeah, uh, you don't expect to, you don't expect it to go the way it goes. No. Like if it was if it wasn't done this way, I'm not sure if it would have had the same impact. No. Like it would have been lower on my list. I agree. So 
nah, definitely big fan of Tell Me Who I Am. Four stars from me. Yeah, again, for, for my bad, I got no, nothing stands out for me with this film in terms of any negatives. It's a four star film for me too. All right, that was my number three. What is your number two? My number two is Ready or Not, which we have done. A oh, you don't have much to talk about anymore now, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Back to you, Hendo. My number two is another horror film. It's called Wreck. R-E-C-K-D. No. Wrecked. <laughs> Let's get wrecked. Do you know, have you heard about Wreck? Yeah, Dexter's in it. The Mrs. No. No, that's the remake, Quarantine. Ah, isn't Quarantine a shot-for-shot remake, though? Pretty much. Wreck. So I, was, I wasn't far off then. No, no, you're way, way off because Wreck is the foreign version, the insanely great foreign version. Is it better? Well, I haven't seen Quarantine. So, so Quarantine <laughs> could be better. I think it's widely regarded that it's not. Eh. What shot-for-shot remake is better than the original? Tell me now, Dean. I mean, I can only think of one, and that's got a bad rap. And I haven't Psycho, seen it, so it could, it could no, be better. No. It could be better. You never know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, this film for me is frenetic. The handheld use here, it really works well with this film. There's lots of one shots in, in this film, which probably weren't actually one long take shots, but the way it's set up, it looks like it was. So it felt like the runtime was basically the time frame of the movie. It's incredibly intense. It's violent when it needs to be. It's it's nerve-wracking. This film gets you on every level. If I had to knock this film, I'd say that it goes and explains what is happening towards the end with this, you know, it's all about spirits and all and whatever that is. I just did, I don't think it needed it. You could have not explained what was going on with this virus that was getting released into this building. Virus. It would have been much better that way. But for me, another negative is because of the fast-paced nature of the movie, this is a foreign film, so there's subtitles. And watching this film that's in a handheld camera, it's so frenetic, having to dart your eyes back and watch the subtitles at the same time. I think this is one of the very few films that brings that down. Are you saying you couldn't read quick enough? It was diverting my attention away from what I was supposed to be watching. You could say it was frenetic. I think I did. Yeah, a, a few times. Yeah. A few times. Four stars for Wreck. Wow, that's a lot of negatives for a four stars. I said two things wrong with the film. They were big, though. Two frenetic. Half a star for one, half a star for thing? the other. It was really frenetic. Bad thing, it was too frenetic. <laughs> 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 All right, tell us your number one so we can move on to mine. Tell me who I am. Yep. Back to you. My number one is another horror film called... The Descent. I have heard good things about this. This film was so good. An amazing sense of claustrophobia in this film. Spectacular sets that look absolutely authentic. Claustrophobia, though, is not always good, is it? It's worked perfect in this film. Did you like Buried? Yeah, I think I did. I found it too claustrophobic. Yeah, okay. Back to this film. The lighting that's used in this film is done incredibly well to a great impact. And there's only a couple of jump scares in this film, but they're very good. They're not cheesy. They work very well in this film. If there's a negative, there's a little bit of CGI that is a bit outdated now. It's 2005. But this is the perfect film to watch at night. Lights off. Just get involved in it. Could be a pick at some other point. Probably when I win this 2000s tournament. Oh, fair enough. Well, I won't watch it otherwise. <laughs> well, if you go watch that and I win the 2000s tournament, I'll probably give you a wreck. Those will be the next two I jump on the list. Horror. We're going some horror. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm getting scared. Nope, but that is my list for the week, The Descent, number one. And that's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much to Chris and Marty from the Rough House Podcast for coming on and giving us a good battle on Pod v Pod 29. Yeah, you guys were great, honestly. Now, next week, we are breaking down Aliens. Yes, haven't seen it for ages. Everyone loves it. Keen to see if it lives up to the hype. Yep, it's going to be a good one, as usual. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode. We will see you next week for Aliens. Bye. Bye.